0: On today's episode of the Korea Pact podcast, we talk about the idea of why love is so complicated. If you guys have been enjoying the recent episodes, make sure to like, follow, share it with a friend and follow us on all socials at the Korea Pact podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining. I appreciate all the support. Let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 47 of the Korea Pact podcast. My name is Neil Patel and on this pod, I am your host. We combine creativity and impact and hopes to give more than I can get. And today I'm doing a pretty cool episode that I kind of got the idea for last night. So I'm super excited about this one. For those of you who are new, I'm doing something pretty cool, a podcast every single day for 365 days straight. And like I always say, it's been a blessed journey. It's been super fun. And tomorrow, while well, you guys are going to be listening to this, I'm recording this a couple of days before. So you guys will see. I'm finally interviewing someone tomorrow. Uh, she's an incredible person. so. I'm super excited for you guys to get to listen to this, and it's going to be an incredible conversation. I'm super excited for it. You will see that episode next Tuesday. Um, It'll be a super long one, probably like an hour, hour and a half. We'll see. It might be longer, might be shorter, but I'm super excited. But let's focus on today. Today, we're talking about the idea of why is love so complicated? I'm talking about not just you know, like love with a significant other, but also self love because they're both really, really important in our lives. So why did I want to talk about this? I wanted to talk about this because last night I got to um go to a Jay Shetty show. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but thanks to my girlfriend, actually, she bought tickets, and she was like, "Hey, let's go. this will be an amazing event." and I was like, "Sure, let's do it." So we went and to say the least, it was probably the best like live show that I've ever been to. That's like not a comedy act. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know who Jay Shetty is, he's this like incredible um, personality online. He's a content creator. He does. He has a number one health podcast. Um, I think in the U.S., it's one of the top health podcasts. He's a two-time author, two-time best-selling author, and he's a former monk. Which was, which is probably like the most captivating part of his story. So in this show, in this tour that he's doing, he's talking about why love is the most important thing in our life, both loving in relationships and loving ourselves. The name of his tour it's called Love Rules, and he recently came out with a book called um, Eight Rules of Love. I think I'm pretty sure that's the title of the book called Eight Rules of Love. I'll link like the book and all that stuff in the description. If you guys want to check out his stuff, feel free to do it. It is truly life-changing. It's incredible. And in the show, he does like all these incredible life and self-love experiments with the crowd and shares all the wisdom that he has gathered over the past, you know, close to decade of, well, three to four of being a monk. And after all that, he took everything that he learned put it out on social media, and gained an incredible, incredible following. Tens of millions of people know who this guy is across the world. So I'm not going to ruin the entire show, right, because he's doing a tour. So I highly suggest you guys go and check it out. But I wanted to talk about my two biggest takeaways that I had from the show that really, really resonated with me. I think it was close to like a two and a half hour show. There's so much more that I do want to talk about but just for the sake of not really wanting to ruin the show because if he if he does come to a city in which you guys are listening and you want to go check it out it is an incredible experience highly recommend but the first thing that I wanted to talk about is one of the topics is related to love and the other one is related to self-love so he went on he talked about this idea of like couples and he did a couple of experiments with like bringing couples up onto the stage And in these experiments, his whole goal was to try to get to understand how a couple had been together for either super long, like 5, 10, 15, 20 years, or the couples that were together for like a year or two years. And it was really fascinating because he told everyone that the number one thing that keeps a relationship going versus the thing that like... Ends a relationship quickly is not like, you know, traveling with one another or giving them all these things or doing all these like crazy excessive things sometimes to figure out whether or not you can stay with that person for a long period of time or it'll just end. He says that the number one skill that separates long lasting relationships from relationships that end quickly. Is learning how to fight. And when he said this, I kind of was like, wow, that's not the answer that I was expecting at all. I thought it was going to be communication. I've been in a relationship for like four and a half years now. And that is the number one thing that I've taken away from our relationship is learning how to communicate. And don't get me wrong, it is a very, very important piece in a great relationship. But According to him and what he was saying, it's learning how to fight. I thought it was communication. So he talks about, he goes into, well, he did like this experiment on why learning how to fight in a relationship is super important. And it's the key to figuring out how you guys are going to make it work in the long term. He talks about why people have like different types of fighting styles and you have to identify what kind of fighting style your partner has. So he listed off the three types of fighting styles that are the most common and he sees the most across all the relationships that he's seen in his life. The first one is someone when they get an argument, they like to vent. They want to vent and they want to figure it out right now. It's like, hey, we're having a problem. I don't care what's going on. Let's figure this out right now. And we're going to figure out a solution right here and right now. The second type of fighter in a uh, relationship is the exploder, the person who just explodes and they erupt, they get loud and they try to hash things out by yelling and doing all of those things. So I'm sure we know people who. If you have a conversation with them and it gets ugly, they tend to just want to explode and maybe hash things out in a way that you really don't want to. And the last one, uh, the last type of fighting style is the hider, hider, (laughs) H-I-D-E-R. Hider, they don't want to talk for a certain amount of time. They want to just take a step back, give some time to themselves to process everything that's happened, and then maybe they'll come back and have a conversation with you. Afterwards, sometimes they may not want to talk for you know five hours, six hours, a whole day, a whole week, even. It just depends on what your partner what your partner's fighting style is. So I want to talk about a little bit about my experience and my relationship and the types of fighting styles that me and my girlfriend have. When I first when we first started um, dating and when we were together, i was the ventor. i was the person who whenever we had problems like because i just hate conflict i hate any sort of thing that can potentially cause us to like not be happy or be annoyed at one another and all that shit i always just wanted to just figure things out now so if her and i got into like a little back and forth or we got into some sort of conflict over when we can't agree on something i like to just stop and i'm like look here's the problem. What's the problem? Here's my side. What's your side? And when I asked her for her side, she didn't really know what to say or how to say it or wasn't it or was really able to like formulate an answer. And I would get upset at that. I would be like, oh, look, you're just not talking. And the crazy thing is sometimes I still catch myself doing that today where I want her to have an answer and I want her to have a solution for the potential conflict or problem that we may be having but she she is not that type of person so i would get upset at her in the beginning of our in the beginning of our relationship the first year or two and i would be like what do you not care what is this something that isn't important to you like why like we have to find a solution to this like right now time goes by and come to find out that the more we communicated this through I understood that she just needs time she's someone who likes to she's quote unquote the hider the person who needs some time to process things doesn't really like to say much in times of conflict whenever we have some sort of conflict she just likes to like take a step back go do something that she likes to do whether it's like read or i don't know like watch youtube videos or a podcast or honestly it's most of the time it's reading just take a step back do something that she enjoys just so she can get her mind off of it. And then like a couple hours later, before we go to bed that night, or maybe even the next day, we'll, she'll take a step back and be like, Hey, okay, I'm ready to talk about this. Here's what I think. And here's what I think we should do moving forward. Or here's what I expect from you moving forward. And I've come to really appreciate that because I think that is the, and Jay says this, the same thing about his wife that when someone takes the time to take a step back and evaluate the conflict or what was going on i think that's the deepest fo- deepest form of showing that you care for the other person you want to make things right and you don't want to say something that you don't mean or say something out of guilt or emotion or anger all of those things so nowadays when we do get into conflict it's more about like okay cool here's what I think. I just wanted to be honest and let you know my emotions and how I felt and should be like, okay, cool. Like that's literally would be, that would literally be her response. And then she would take a step back, take some time to think on it, do what she has to do and then come back and we'll talk about it in a nice chill way. And then we'll come to a solution and then we'll just move on. Her and I were both really big on the saying that this too shall pass. So, Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's conflict, arguments, incredible moments, all of those things, they will pass. Because at the end of the day, it's about bettering myself and her bettering herself and then not not telling ourselves that like, oh, you complete me or I complete you. It's not that. It's about the individual. What I think of myself is just as important as how I view her in my relationship. Because if I don't have a high view of myself, if I don't think of myself highly, then it'll be hard for me to think of my relationship to be a value or high or anything like that. So, yeah, that was just my experience with or how I applied the things that Jay Shetty was talking about in my experience in my life and I wish I could talk about a couple of the other things but I do want to save some of the other stuff for if you guys ever do decide to go listen to his show but I just thought the fighting styles one was really important because the more I think about it the less arguments or the less conflict or the less you know emotional Drainage that the less emotional drainage the couple has, the more likely they are to stay with one another. If we're always yelling at one another, if we're always getting angry, if we're always doing those things, it's easy to tell ourselves these things in our head that may not be true that, oh, they don't care, or oh, I don't love them, or create these fake narratives in our mind that aren't actually true. So, Figuring out how to fight and understand whether someone's a venter, or they're an exploder, or a hider, is really key in developing any sort of long-lasting relationships. The next thing I want to talk about is the self-love component of the show from Jay Shetty, and the biggest thing that I took away from the self-love component. He had this great saying, really resonated with me, and I've heard him say say this before, but the impact of it was so much more powerful because it was, you know, we were in person, we saw him live on stage and nowadays with everything going on in the world of social media and the internet, it's very easy for us to get caught up in that. Honestly, me doing this podcast, I've gotten caught up, caught up in that as well. I'm always on my screens. I'm always on my phone, trying to figure out ways to do better, meet new people, interview cool, cool people all that stuff, and it's easy to get lost in other people's perceptions of you and worrying about what others think, all that. He has this great saying, and it goes like this. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. I'm going to say it again because I know it can be a little bit confusing, but stay with me here. Follow me. I'm not what I think I am. I'm going to start again. Sorry. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Simply put, we live in a world where we live in a perception of a perception of ourselves. So, for example, if you tell me I'm talented, right? I'm going to feel great and think that I'm talented. If you tell me I'm ugly, I'm going to think and feel like I'm ugly. The whole idea is that our worth should not be tied to what someone else's perception of us is. Because at the end of the day, that perception of what someone else thinks of you, it doesn't really matter. Our own self worth and what we've, who we are as humans and our value, it should come from within. So whatever someone else thinks of us, where if we continue to live in the idea that I am this thing because they think I am this thing, for example, this pod, you know I've had people who who have given me good feedback and i've had I've had people who give me uh poor feedback like I guess that's a bad word, or like feedback in a way that makes me that can make me feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing with this podcast or stuff like that, but that's okay. it doesn't matter what they think of my podcast what does matter is what I think of my podcast and if I feel like it's trash or if I feel like it's I'm getting better or if I feel like I'm doing something and having meaningful conversations with myself or with others or spreading out messages to you guys that's what's important to me and I don't really care about anything else everything else will just come and go but this is what's important So the the idea is that we should not have our self-worth tied into what someone else's perception of us is because we fall into this trap that if someone else tells our worth, we take that at face value and just believe it. And I'll tell you guys an amazing story that he told in the show, which gives this self-love and this idea of perception, it fits really well. The story goes like this so there was a girl who lived with her dad in a cabin and her dad one day like she ran over to him and he gave her like this little stone um it was a diamond stone and he told her like hey um or i think she asked her dad or something it was like like what is my worth or what is my oh yeah what what Or like what I think I think she said, like, what is my worth in this world? And her dad gave her this stone and he told her, like, hey, take this stone to our local shop. And when they ask you how much it is, just hold up the just hold up two fingers. So she goes, she runs over to the local shop in her area and she goes up to the guy and she gives him the stone and he says, how much is it? She holds up two fingers. She doesn't say anything. She just holds up two fingers. The guy looks at her and says, oh, two dollars. Great. I'll take it. And then she runs over back to her uh, cabin to her dad. And she told him, like, they gave me two dollars. And then he was like, great. Now take or they offered two dollars. He was great. Now take this stone and go to an antique shop. So she runs over to the antique shop. Same thing. She hands them the stone. He gives the how much sign. She holds up the two fingers again. And he goes, oh, $200? Great. I'll take it. She runs back home to her dad in the cabin. And she told him, hey, they offer $200. And he was like, great. Now take this stone to the jewelry store. She runs over to the jewelry store. Same thing. She gives them the stone. And the guy asks how much she wants or how much she's looking for. She holds up the two fingers. And he says, oh, $2,000? Great. I'll take it. And then she runs back home. And then her dad, I think, tells her that your value is so much more. Your value can be... Your value is not determined by what someone else is offering for it because it can be so much more. So just because someone offers you only $2, that doesn't mean that's all you're worth. You're worth a lot more. And that comes from finding that self-worth within ourselves for who we are as individuals. I thought that was a pretty interesting story. I, th- I don't think I did a good job at explaining it at all, but... Um, but yeah, that was a cool little story that he shared. But towards the end of the show, th- this this was the part that honestly brought me to tears cuz it was so beautiful and so incredible. My girlfriend and I as we were driving home, we were like that was like this part of the show was the cherry on top amongst everything else that was going on and everything else that he had shared. So what happened was he went into the crowd and he ask someone when was the last time or like who is cuz we did like a little bit of like a reflection meditation on who who we haven't talked to in a really really long time or um he asked the entire crowd hey raise your hand if there's someone in your life that you want to tell them I love you but you haven't and then he went out into the crowd and he talks about or he goes up to this guy And the guy goes or he asks him, like, hey, who is the person that you're thinking of that you haven't told? I love you for a really long time. And the guy, Dimitri, he says, my brother, my brother and I, we had lived together all the way through high school. And it's been four months since I told him I love you. And he says the reason he hasn't is because of everything going on in his family and other personal family issues that they have been going um or dealing with he hasn't he just hasn't found i guess the time or the right moment to tell his brother that he loves him so jay takes him up onto stage and they do like a little bit of a um like a self-love experiment and then at the end of that he tells him what we're going to do is we're going to call your brother And you're going to tell him you're going to lock in and tell him that you love him, why you love him. And it doesn't matter what his response is, but the fact that you lock in and really let out your emotions and tell this person that you love them and why you love them is what's going to be important. So Dimitri calls his brother. There's a room full of like 3000 people, mind you. and it's ringing it's ringing it's ringing and then after like the fourth ring his brother picks up and when his brother picks up Dimitri like he was like holding back tears and he told him like he talked for like a good 40 45 seconds about why he loves him and like he told him like It's been such a long time since I've told you this and I just had to get it off my chest and this is really important to me. So I just want to tell you, man, like that. I love you, brother. And amongst all the things that we have going on, you know, it's important for us to stick together. We have to hang out and all the other family issues that we may be having. It's important for us to keep our relationship intact and make sure that you and I are there for each other no matter what and when this happened literally like everyone around us was like crying it was just it was just super like intimate moment and i just thought it was like an incredible cherry on top for what love is all about love is about connecting with other people doing things to spread good energy spread positivity and showing love to others is The best way to do that and sharing this incredible incredible energy that we hope to put out into the world and i think that experience and what he did for dimitri and his brother and you know his family whatever it's so so powerful beyond just oh i'm going to a jay shetty show like he revolutionized like that entire room to that entire room of 3,000 people to take on the idea to know that love does rule. And the more love you put out into the world, you're going to get that much more back and your goodwill just compounds in a catastrophic way. That was Those were my biggest takeaways. So from the self-love aspect and from the love aspect, I'll do a quick recap. So from the love side, you know, I talked about that the number one skill that separates long lasting relationships from relationships that end quickly is learning how to fight. There's three different types of learning or there's three types of fighting styles. You're either the venter, the hider or the exploder. And figuring out which one or which fighting style your partner has is very important in making sure that this that relationship will last a long, long time. That's the most important one. You know, there's ones like, you know, communicating, figuring out your love languages, acts of kindness, doing all that other stuff. Very important. And then on the self-love aspect, it's not what you think I am. It's not what, or excuse me, it's not what I think I am. It's not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. That one, I always get my tongue twisted on those. But that is so important on the self-love aspect of things because. We can't live in a perception of what someone else thinks of us because that'll never end well. And it just deepens your pain. So our worth is tied to so much more than just that. I hope you guys found this insightful. I hope you guys um, took something away from this. But yeah, that was my takeaways from Jay Shetty's show. Super incredible. Again, I cannot recommend it enough. I didn't have, I didn't think it would be this good when I first, when we first got there. I just thought he was going to be talking for, you know, an hour and a half. Like, I didn't know that it would be this helpful, this insightful, this emotional, and this packed with this much value. It was just incredible. So, yeah, let me know what you guys think. If you guys have any um, cool takeaways from this, feel free to, you know, DM me on any of my socials. I'll have everything in the description. and feel free to email me as well. Um, But yeah, we are growing at a steady rate. So I'm super, super appreciative. And I hope that you know some of the people that I'm going to be talking to in the next few weeks will help you guys. You guys can, again, take something away from it and hopefully start your own podcast journeys as well, because this has been incredible for me. I've been super lucky, super grateful, and I'm excited to keep this journey going because we're almost at 50. And soon it'll be 100, then 150, then 200. And the next thing you know, we're going to be at 365. So, really quick before I head off, you know, I always talk about the gentleman's agreement. And you know, I'm going to talk about the gentleman's agreement today because this is important to me. The gentleman's agreement is very, very important. It goes like this it's an agreement between me and you, the listener. It's a two way street. I Here's my end of the agreement. I give you guys a podcast every single day. I do what I got to do, I put it out there. You will have a pod. Your end of the agreement is just as important. You got to do three things. Here they are. The first one, you got to follow the pod. Follow the pod on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Number two, give it a five star rating. If you want to give it a four star rating, that's cool. I'm becoming more accepting of the four stars because I know I'm not perfect give it a give it a good rating if you want to break my heart give me a one star that's completely cool and last but certainly not least share this podcast wow last but certainly not least share this podcast with someone who may get some sort of value out of this and it may help them that's all i ask that is the gentleman's agreement keep that in mind ladies and gentlemen that is all i have for you today on episode number 47 of why is love so complicated i hope you guys got something from this and I will see you guys tomorrow. Like I always say, take care, tell someone that you love them and go do something nice for someone today because they deserve it. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.